Welcome to Oh No, Ross and Carrie, the show where we don't just report on fringe science, spirituality, and claims of the paranormal, but take part ourselves. Yep, when they make the claims, we show up so you don't have to. I'm Carrie Poppy. And I'm Ross Watcher. And today we are going to be telling you all about the lovely world of human pheromones. 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 Don't get confused and think they're pheromones. We both did this. Naturally, when I go to type it, mm-hmm. I'll do the P-H-E-R-E. E. Yeah, fe- pheromones. Pheromones. It's just, it looks... it's pharaoh. Yeah, pharaoh. Let my people go. Like make a product and it's Egyptian themed pheromones. Or, you know, like it's about, this is all about attracting people of the opposite sex. So, you know, pharaoh moans. That's what I'm Mm. saying. Moans. Is that how you moan? Well, I'm like if he was moaning like, oh, 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 okay. Oh, anyway. (laughs) Like a pharaoh. (laughs) But I guess that was to the pharaoh. Was that to the pharaoh? Let my people go? Yeah, Moses said that to the pharaoh in a fictional story. Right. Okay. Let my people moan. That's that would be the, that would be the catchphrase when I start marketing pheromones because they sell for quite a bit, as you will find out very shortly. Anyway. So, so pheromones. What are they? A chemical signature. So it's a compound mm-hmm. that is put out by animals of various stripes. Mm-hmm. Uh, to not just zebras. To attract members of their own species. So the idea is other members of your species can find you and be attracted to you and want to have sex with you and propagate the species. One of the cool things that I found out that I didn't know until we did this is that pheromones aren't just like sex attractants. Pheromone actually means any chemical your body releases that tells other members of your species important information. So that can be sexual information like I'm in heat, uh, I'm ovulating, or it could also be like to tell them that a predator's nearby or that we should all move along in this field or whatever. And this is very exciting for me as a dog lover, that dogs and cats, when they like pee to mark their territory and You know, we always think of like the dog marking the fire hydrant. Mm -hmm. They're actually releasing pheromones to mark their territory or mark the perimeter of their territory. And that's why they smell another dog's pheromones in there. And they say, no, 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 wait a minute. That's my territory too. And then they pee too, just like my dog, Misela. And this is non-controversial for many parts of the animal kingdom. We Mm -hmm. know insects exude these pheromones. and This explains why I'm so attracted to bees. And cats and like other mammals, but not uh, apparently even primates and especially humans. It is controversial whether we A, produce these and B, have any receptors to receive them. And Mm. so I guess there's this vomeronasal organ that many extant animals have that actually receives this and like when cats do that weird like thing where they lift their uh, their upper lip mm-hmm. they're like kind of exposing the organ they're like the hole so they can kind of take in those sorts of scents kind of like when snakes stick their tongues out and then put it in the roof of their mouth so they can smell and yeah shit. yeah mm-hmm. yeah okay. that kind of thing so humans i guess they they've looked for these structures and like they're there in the Uh, fetus stage but then they kind of go away and there's no apparent connection to the brain or any of the other sensory nerve tissues so it's controversial but never pass up an opportunity to get people to try to attract the other sex yeah well and there are some studies that at least 
appear this has to been support studied. this. Yeah, right. right. So Winifred Cutler, we've Dr. got Cutler. We've got her pamphlet right in front of us. She discovered human pheromones in 1986. Okay. So I guess that's where it entered the conversation space where we all started talking about, oh, pheromones. Can you use this? Uh, I remember 1986. You do? No, well, you were like one. I was three. Okay, yeah. I would have been four. I specifically remember being three because I remember walking under an archway with braids and I remember being three. But anyway, so <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so she did this study. The first one was on men? Men, yeah, okay. in 1998. So it was supposedly She's, double-blinded. Right, and she said initially she'd actually like collected excretions, <laughs> bodily excretions from <laughs> you know virile men in their 20s and examined them and sure enough, found the pheromone and then mm-hmm. created a synthetic version of right. this that she then used for this test. Right, right. So then she spritzes it on some people, but she also spritzes like a fake placebo version on some of the people. But not with an atomizer or no. spray bottle. You're right. So because don't, that apparently don't get the wrong up. idea. Don't do that. As double blinding would dictate, she mm-hmm. didn't know who had it and they didn't know whether they were in the placebo group or the experimental group. Yeah. But Ross, great news. What's the that? dudes who had the pheromones on, they got an increase in attention from women by 74%. Well, 74% of those who were using it noticed an increase. Oh, you're right. We don't know what the increase was. (laughs) Right. But But only 23% of men in the placebo group saw uh, an increase. So there you go. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, uh, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, yes, but you're right. Well, we don't know what the increase was because we because it's behind a paywall and we were willing to pay for the study. <laughs> we're not saying she doesn't reveal how many it was. But then she uh, turned around almost immediately and started marketing this as a product. Yeah. With, you know, her secret sauce formula. And she says very clearly in the instructions, you know, other people sell pheromones not based on this research. So right. my research supports my Fake omones. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, and Ross, Unfair omones. Before we bought these, yeah. I was down on Hollywood Boulevard here in Hollywood, Hollywood, California. <laughs> Hollywood. And uh, saw a vial of fake omones uh-huh. made by some other company. And I was like, hmm, oh, this, you know, sounds a little sketchy. Mm-hmm. But I talked to the man behind the counter and I was like, how much is this? And he said it was $60 and it was this little tiny amount of it. Oh, wow. So then I was like, uh, this is a good idea, but I don't think I should get it here. Uh-huh. And that's when I started researching who like seems the most legit uh-huh. and found Well, well done. You found the source. The yeah. Athena Institute founded mm-hmm. by Dr. Cutler. She's very cutlery. <laughs> she's uh, been in business for a while. And then we also found some other studies. Uh, There was a later study for women that uh, produced similar results. I think the percentages were exactly the same. I think it was 74 and 23. They were having people like fill out journals about examples of men approaching them, Mm -hmm. uh, which was not increased, interestingly, in the study of women. Was it cuddling, sleeping Uh, next to a partner? Sleeping next to a romantic partner, sexual intercourse. Those like definitely went up. Mm -hmm. And then what they just called like affection kissing petting that kind of stuff that's the sort of thing that they're measuring Mm -hmm. so it was a hundred dollars each yeah a hundred ninety eight dollars for two two of us together Mm -hmm. and our products have different names yes mine is athena 1013 and mine is athena pheromone 10x toiletry for men so which would lead you to think that you get 10 times the results that you would without it it's also confusing when they say for men because when I went on the website, I was like, wait, is this to attract men or for men to wear? 
And what if you're a gay man? And you want to attract uh, what, men. What, yeah, I'm confused. So I emailed them and I asked that. Because originally our idea was to experiment this in a gay club, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I asked uh, you know, if you could wear the women's pheromone or would she suggest you wear the man's pheromone anyway? Mm-hmm. If you're trying to attract gay men, maybe that's what works. But she said it had never been tested on okay. same-sex partners or potential partners. So she didn't she, want to venture a know. guess on that. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Uh, and then yours, fair enough. <laughs> uh, so you, yours was called ten thirteen. Yes, uh, ten colon thirteen. Right, which looks like a ratio. And right. you were thinking, okay, at first I didn't think anything of it, but then you mentioned yours is called ten x, which mm-hmm. seems to imply like. 10 times your regular potency. Right. And I hadn't thought about that. 10 times so, more attractive to women. 10 times right, more sex. Or, yeah, 10 times the attention at least. Yeah, so then I started thinking about what mine could mean and then I thought if it's a ratio, then it would be 10 to 13. Then I thought, okay, so maybe it's a 30% increase mm. over what you would normally 1. get. 1.3x. 1.3, right. Not but they didn't want to say 1 colon 1.3, so they said 10 colon My 13. conspiracy theory, if you will, is yeah. that 1013 is a reference to the X-Files. Oh. Because it was produced by the 1013 Production Company, which was Chris Carter's birthday. And uh, and so in the in the show, most of the times when you'd see a clock or many times it would say 1013, they'd find ways uh, to hide that in the cute. show. I will tell you this, Ross. Yes. Unlike many things you bring up, I've seen The X-Files. <gasps> hey, high five. <laughs> I haven't seen a lot of it, and which is sad because people constantly compare us to the people on The X-Files. Right, except we're both Scully. Right. <laughs> But I've seen a few episodes, and I liked it. It's fun. Good job, Carrie. Yeah, well thank done. you. Okay, so you received our toiletries. I just I just pictured toilets arriving and just lost my train I of like thought. the word but toiletries because... Yeah. Because it sounds like toilet. Yeah. I gave you yours. Mm-hmm. I held on to mine. Sat by my bedside for a while until we were ready to use them. Yep. So we devised a rudimentary test. How do we tell if people are more attracted to us when we are wearing pheromones versus not? Now, we're both in romantic relationships, but didn't feel, I didn't feel like manipulating <laughs> my partner into being a part of this study unwillingly. <laughs> so we thought one way would be we show up at a bar. Mm-hmm. We get a baseline, so we're not wearing any pheromones, but we're wearing a cologne, a perfume. Mm -hmm. We sit there in the bar, and we notice how many people approach us, hit on us, give us any sort of romantic or sexual attention. Mm -hmm. Then, later, we go back to same said bar under as close to the same conditions as we can. Right. And then... We have the pheromones on, and we see if it increases. The independent variable. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, it sounds scientific, except, of course, our study size is two. Right, sure. Oh, speaking of which, her study size was also small. Then that's okay. There hasn't been a ton of research into this. Right. I think the sample size for the women was 36 or thereabouts. I mean, so not a ridiculously small group, but and I'm just saying. it was 38 small. men, so yeah, okay. about the same. about the same. So originally we were going to go on a Tuesday night, and then one of my buddies pointed out to me, you know what, eh, it's not the best time, you know, for bar activity. And I had thought of that, but I was still just like, I'm free on Tuesday, whatever. <laughs> right. So so we're like, okay, let's All actually right, postpone fine. this. Do yeah. it on a Friday evening. So you came over, and you were carrying the world's largest bottle of... <laughs> Of aftershave. Like, it is clear that Ross is not out trying to pick up chicks very much. <laughs> Ross shows up in a, in a suit carrying, like, a gallon jug of what looks like lighter fluid or something. All right, so this He's is... like, I'm ready to rock and roll. So... 
I, I don't wear aftershave or cologne, mm -hmm. uh, but I have this uh, jug, is probably the correct term oh, for yeah. that, jug of bay rum. And by jug, you mean like a plastic <laughs> yeah. jug, like something you'd fill up with water at a gas station. <laughs> totally. I, I don't know how old this is, but it comes from my grandfather, uh, who wore that as his aftershave, mm -hmm. and I inherited it. I inherited it. I can't say that. I inherited it mm -hmm. when he passed away. My grandmother was Gaga for this uh, Bay Rum, it's Gaga. called. Gaga. Oh, she whoa, loved whoa. it. And it was really cute. She described like how attracted she'd be to my grandfather when he smelled Aww. like that. It was really cute. Was you sweet. could tell, you know, even in her 80s, she was still Contrary turned on. <laughs> yeah, by this uh, <laughs> this Bay Rum, which also has a scent of clove. I had So to... then you put, you drown yourself in it to try to get your, <laughs> get your grandma. Right, exactly. So yeah, I, I had you smell it out of the jar and it smells like alcohol it, yeah, and cloves. Yeah, it was cloves. really gross, like in that large amount. But when I then patted a bit onto my Better. face. Okay. Better. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and we had both dressed nicely. Yeah, I was wearing a jeans and a button-down shirt with a, a suit jacket on top and dress shoes. Each time I shaved the day before. Okay. So I'd have just a little bit of stubble because the ladies are supposed to like that, yeah. what they say. And I was wearing a dress and boots and a jean jacket. You were looking quite fetching. Oh, thank you. Likewise. That, wow. Carrie looks nice. Clean right up. I was going to say cleans up nice. <laughs> I was like, that sounds, that's not the connotation I want. And I had to look up like bars near me that are pretty happening because I'm not very happy. shows you how much we know about right. the bar scene. I did actually find this one bar that now I'm glad I know about because mm -hmm. it's like two doors down from my favorite movie theater and has good drinks and has like a funky theme. Hey. It's called the Good Luck Bar. The Good Luck Bar. Yeah, it's got like a... Asian a, yeah, Chinese theme. But like the American interpretation right. of a kitschy Chinese theme. Yeah. But hey, yes. This is a dragon. Let's put it on the ceiling. Oh, here's a Buddha, <laughs> right. a Buddha cup. We'll serve these drinks in Buddha cups. Right. And as long as these colors clash with each other, it's Chinese. And it's all red, so that's right. perfect. Yeah. But I love it in there. I like it. Yeah. That was... It's got like kind of a 60s imagining of Chinese culture. <laughs> exactly. That's a yeah. good way to describe it. Almost like tiki mm -hmm, Chinese. Mm -hmm. But good <laughs> that... drinks. Yeah. 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 And so, yeah, you walk in, it's all red. The lights are red. Mm -hmm. And I think everybody just looks better under a red light. It's like very forgiving of any blemishes oh, okay. on the skin. Yeah. I wonder if that explains like red light districts. Why? I don't think so. No, that's different. Well, so that's like the hookers would yeah, turn on the red lights. Yeah, that's where you go to pick up prostitutes. Oh, yeah, but like the. Um, oh, is it like uh, on the air kind of thing? Yes, like, exactly. Oh. Well, the opposite, I guess. I mean, it was like, I'm open for business. Oh, the red, red light. light. Okay. Yeah. And green light means stop. So we went into this place, but we made sure to stagger ourselves so that we weren't weirdos who came in together, separated, right. tried to pick up people and left together. That seemed weird. I went in first. I looked at the menu. I ordered a drink. Very delicious a coconut drink. Potent potion. Potent potables for 500, Alex. <laughs> and it was delicious. And I went and sat by myself. And actually, as I was, as she was making my drink, you came in and I pretended I didn't know you like a sly fox. It was very sly. Thank you. And I ordered the old boy, which had uh, rum. Like it was very citrusy. It was mm -hmm. good. Yeah. 
Good. You know, I told her, she asked, what do you like to drink? I'm like, uh. I said, I don't know, like fruity, girly drink. Oh, yeah, I heard you say that. (laughs) So we sat on opposite sides of the bar. And because we really know how to party, we had both brought books. No, you did the first time. I didn't bring a book the the first time. time. Okay. Yeah, and I was really upset because I I felt like it's okay for a woman to be there and read a book. Yeah, it's true. not for the guys. Like, this isn't fair. Yeah, I could no, be reading you're right. right now. Yeah, because it's like mysterious and like, oh, what's she reading or whatever. But you reading a book would just be like, I guess he's busy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, you summed up exactly uh, my my feeling there. So, I, so I, I had brought Martin Luther King's autobiography <laughs> to a bar. And I said, kind of cat or corner to where you were. Mm-hmm. And it's just super awkward. Like, well, what am I supposed to be doing? And I'm right across from this guy who I call Sad Johnny Depp. Right. He was just kind of mournfully looking toward me and then at the bar in front of him mm-hmm. and drinking so I was like is this what we do yeah and like, <laughs> also this is a little early though it's like 8 p.m yeah so it was fairly empty people are starting to come in there were already some couples and there were tables behind us that already already had people but it seemed like sitting at the bar made the most sense and that's when I started to be like oh right People don't come to bars to meet people that much anymore yeah you made a really good point yeah I think people if you don't know each other, they meet online mm-hmm. and then they say, let's meet up at a bar. But then they, you know, they're there expecting that one person. Right. Yeah. So you've got you've to make that first impression without the aid of chemical signatures. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so I was sitting there across from sad Johnny Depp. Mm-hmm. And uh, eventually I noticed like a lot of people were just looking at their phones. So mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I've got some saved articles I can read. So I'm, I'm reading <laughs> articles uh, like about ancient Egyptian manuscripts. And there was a lady who came and ordered and was like Next talking to, to you. So I was like, oh, good. You Maybe she'll that. hit on Ross. Yeah. But yeah. No. It was two women who came in and uh-huh. she sat next to me and she got carded where I had not. Uh. And so I made some little comment about, oh, always nice to get carded. And she's like, oh, yeah. And we chatted just ever so slightly. And then, you know, she took her drinks and went off uh, to another table. Okay. So much for my aftershave but maybe she was there with that other lady that's also possible yeah so we sat there a long time i read one of the greatest orators in history (laughs) uh we ordered more drinks i got the scholar which had too much mint in it too much fresh mint and at this point we're texting each other and we're like should we even be texting does that just look like we're waiting for someone yeah okay i guess we shouldn't and then we just stare at each other look around (laughs) the room and then text each other and be like oh my god i can't believe it's only 8 40 i know our goal was to stay there for an hour right and yeah a lot more men were streaming into this bar than women for sure, which makes my failure rate all the worse. So any any time a woman came in, I would make sure to you know like okay, put away the phone, look at you know, uh-huh. available, approachable, uh-huh. uh, you know, put on your sandwich board. One other woman came in and like ordered a drink to my left, but she didn't start any conversation or anything. So yeah, so no hits. The long and short of it is, neither of us got hit on. This was bar number one though, and now it's nine p.m. and we're like, okay, we'll go to another bar. Now it's a little later, and it'll be a new environment. Maybe this is where it happens. And so. I, I was very glad to talk to you at the end of it. I was like, just give me someone I know oh, that right. I can talk to. Oh, totally. And then, of course, the bartender noticed like that we knew each other. Like, oh, that's odd. Yeah. Hmm. And then we left together. This will be important later on. So then we went to... Ye Rustic Inn. Where, by the way, I've left my debit card. I need to get it back. <gasps> oh, no. They're really bad at returning those. Oh, did they not they get almost, yours back? They almost did that to me the first uh, time, and I reminded them. Okay. But I was excited to go back to Ye Rustic Inn because I've been there once before, and it is rumored that Jonathan Taylor Thomas 
goes there on the regular Ross. And Carrie's been waiting for a marriage proposal from Jonathan Taylor <laughs> Thomas since, since the, the early to grade. mid 90s. Yeah. Yeah. And so at long overdue. My gentleman caller took me there the first time because he's that much of a champ. He was like, we're going to find you, Aww, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Sweet. But he wasn't there. So you and I go in. And that's maybe the worst bar to be alone in. Yeah, because people clearly come in with their posse. Right. Or or someone they're already hanging out with. And it's just super busy by the bar itself. So packed. You have a really hard time like kind of edging your way to the bar to order something. Yeah, not a place to be in a fire. Yeah, fire marshal would not be happy. And then there's a bunch of booths all around and Mm -hmm. it's just filled with people. Right. I did eventually like borrow a seat next to two ladies. I asked, oh, is it all right if I sit here and eat my uh, grilled cheese sandwich? That order because I hadn't had dinner that night and I'm drinking all this alcohol. They yep. let me, but made no uh, contact. They were not drawn by my aftershave. Yeah, so I was just walking around. And at this point, like, I've had two drinks at the Good Luck Bar. Mm-hmm. I've had Same one here. rum and diet. At this point, we're starting to realize that this is not a good experiment on the old liver. Right. But yeah, we were just sitting there getting ever so slightly tipsy. (laughs) Right. And not getting hit on. I went outside with my huge plate of fries Uh and a very drunk woman shared my fries with me, a woman I've never met. Oh, right. And she offered to give you a... She turned out to be a psychic. (laughs) She was going to give you a psychic reading. She offered me a psychic reading in return for the top fries with all the cheese on them. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, sure. And... But she was also on the phone with her son, who I could hear telling her she was a loser and saying that he didn't want her to call anymore. So, yes. But what was really awkward was she couldn't tell that I could hear it. So she was like, okay, okay. And then hung up and she was like, that's my son. I don't think he's going to come. I was like, oh, it's too bad he can't make it. Oh, yeah, it's awful. That's so sad. Anyway, her name was Grace and she was a psychic. And so she was like, I'm going to give you a reading for this. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. And I think I was too excited. Uh-huh. And I said, oh, my friend's inside. He'll love it too. Can he, can he have oh, one too? You raised the expectations. So she was like, oh, yeah, let me just go in and sober up. And then I never saw her again. Yeah. I'm still picturing that if I had found JTT, I would have pointed to you and I would have said, everything the light touches <laughs> wonderful <laughs> bringing back the lion king yeah we had the great <laughs> idea of just standing behind him and going i'm sure he gets that all the lion king i'm sure he gets that all the time yeah so we go back in We've given ourselves like this expectation of two drinks at the bar and then we go. Right. So one hour each place. Yeah, finally we're like, screw it. And we sit down next to each other in the booth and you eat your sandwich and we're just like, <laughs> Yep, we're friends here together. Right. That's right. But I think at that point we had been there an hour. Yeah. yeah. So it was we quitting served time. Our time. And I kept going to the bathroom, I had to pee a lot. I guess from oh, all the drinking. That. Like three times. Well, very good. Usually I'm the one who pees the most, so hey. Good job. So So we'd set our baseline. Which was zero, zero. And so I knew next time I'm going to get at least 10x. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) 10 times zero. But on the way home, we documented the event, which sounds a little something like this. Okay, we're really leaving. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you I'm too. Carrie, JT. by the way. JT. I don't know. Okay, G- <gasps> like JTT, but without a T. This is my friend Ross. Thanks for sharing my fries. Um, oh, we're still on the radio. Are we? Ross. <laughs> oh, so shit. Okay, hang on. <laughs> Why are we out of time?
about Super Gore. What were the number of people who hit on you? Is zero a number? It's kind of like black is a color. Yeah, zero is a number. <laughs> zero is absolutely a number because there are negative numbers. Well, that would be the number then. Zero people hit on me too. Very crowded bar though. It really was. That might not be the place to go. But we're going to have to go there for trial too because that's how science is. So that was us after drinking three beers, four beers each. Yeah, too much. Too much alcohol. And we were so sad at this point that... That our baseline is zero. I'm very happy that we love people. Right. Yeah, that we are in committed relationships. <laughs> right. And actually, it helped us avoid the awkward situation of having to deal with someone being interested. I know. So it this this experiment was, for me, I think the most uncomfortable experiment we've done. Well, socially I was really not looking forward to it. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. Uh, you have this, like, push-pull thing of, like, oh, I want someone to hit on me so I have a baseline, but I want to turn them down and it to be horrible and awkward. Right. You know? Oh, it's just, yeah, you don't know what you want. You're just sitting there the whole time just like, I don't know, I don't know. Hit on me, wait, don't. It's going to be horrible. (laughs) Yeah. So we decided it's time to do this again. Right. So the following Friday, Mm -hmm. because we want to have the conditions as close to the previous time as possible. So following Friday, 8 p.m., same bars, same order. Exact same clothes. Same clothes. Yes, I had to pull my dress out of the hamper. We go to Good Luck Bar. Again, we split up and go in one at a time. But this time something's different. There's more people? No, we have pheromones. Oh, yes. Duh. We're (laughs) wearing our pheromones, but the same perfume and cologne. So I put my yeah aftershave in a Gatorade bottle. They said to add it to two to three ounces of your aftershaves. And mine said you could use, you could wear the pheromones directly. So that's what I did. But I also had this perfume on both times that you can smell. It's nice. Yeah, it's, uh, my mom sent it to me. It's Mediterranean fig. It's funny. I always think I don't need any perfumes or anything to attract me. And I'll tell Uh Cara that, my wife. And every now and then she'll get me. Like I'll... Smell and be like, oh, you smell great. And she'll be like, got you. And it's this, it's called Sexy Little Things Noir. And so she has this bottle of it. And I didn't, I didn't even know that. I had to look it up before we did this podcast. It sounds like something you'd buy at like a 76 station. Right. I guess it's this fancy thing, but okay. it, it always gets me every time. Oh, excellent. So yeah, and I added the whole bottle. That's what they say. You just pour it in there with a little funnel. Did you get the tiny little funnel? Yes. It's adorable. Yes, I forgot about it. And there yes. was no reason for me to use the, the funnel because it was a wide neck thing, but uh, I poured right. it through the funnel because sure. said to it in the instructions. Uh, well, my funnel came in handy because I used this nifty little glass bottle. Oh yeah, bottle. that's a much narrower uh, bottle. Yeah. But yeah, you weren't supposed to put it in an atomizer or spray. Right. Somehow that's important. That's bad. And when you when I smelled the, the bottle after I opened it, it just smelled like rubbing alcohol. Yeah, you want to smell the ladies one? Sure. So yeah, I have that on. But yeah, for some reason on the women's, it says you can put it on directly. I guess it doesn't on the men's. Oh, it did actually. It said you can just use it by itself. Oh, okay. But I added it to my aftershave. For anyone who's wondering, it says the one-sixth ounce. That's what you get for $100, a sixth of an ounce. very tiny. The one-sixth ounce added to two to four ounces of your fragrance should last you from four to six months depending on your usage. You may choose to use Athena Pheromone 1013 straight and not mix it with any fragrance. Dab a small amount above your upper lip, on your neck, behind your ears. And somewhere it also says you have to store it in a cool, dark place. I didn't notice that on mine. Ah. But it was a cool, dark place where I had it. Oh, good. So, yeah, we had that on. We had split up. I go in. You come in after me. Uh And the bartender's like, wait. 
because we both kind of walked up to the bar together to order our drinks. I didn't see that at all. Her. Oh, I saw it. Her look. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like she wasn't like, oh, I get it. Something's weird. I just saw a flash of like this. You know, this seems Wait familiar. a second. Yeah. Just weird. Deja vu. Yeah. <laughs> same people, same clothes. Right. Same day of yeah. The week. yeah. And like and I'm wearing like cowgirl boots. It's a pretty specific look I'm rocking so mm. I'm sure she was like no I've definitely seen you yeah I order pretend not to know you go and sit in the same spot well actually I couldn't sit in the exact someone was same in spot. your seat right uh no the bar was just flipped up in front of that oh, so oh, I wouldn't have been able it. to okay. see anyone and no one would have seen me okay so I sat one seat over from that but you sat in the exact same place eh no you were one seat over too I wasn't able to because yeah there was a couple sitting like right where I was so I sat where there was like an open seat on either side of me okay but near where I was before and this time I'm like I'm getting one drink and some water and I am nursing this for a long time <laughs> yeah same here I just got the one drink this time I went with the scholar and I'd forgotten that that was your overly minty drink ah uh, yes which was I, yeah I didn't like it but I was like oh scholar I feel very intellectual tonight <laughs> scholarly so you start reading your book I start reading Martin Luther King Jr. I sat there for like three minutes and I was like screw this I want my book and your book was um oh in the land of believers uh, by gina welch which you right. had recommended to me and then we read for my book club excellent uh, the book club that we met each other originally in, met each other but you're in. still in and that's I'm right. not but anyway go uh on. and so uh yeah so i was like yeah I, w I want a book i don't care at this point and so mm -hmm. i went outside had the bartender watch my drink oh i didn't notice you leave oh really yeah, yeah and then okay. i came back with my book and started reading i guess i was just reading the letter from birmingham jail a lot more people started coming in this time. Yes. I don't know why it was yeah. more happening Friday. It was really packed that particular Friday. So people were coming in. At one point, I counted the men to women just because I was curious. And from my vantage point, I could see pretty much the whole bar. I saw 33 people total, 12 of whom were women. Uh, almost twice as many men as women. Right. And then as, as more people came in, it kept that ratio. At one point, this group of like five or six already pretty inebriated f guy friends comes in mm -hmm. and one of them is sort of like the leader of the pack you yeah know? he's that that outgoing guy yeah. you know who'll start a conversation with anybody right. and uh it, a little lumberjacky because he had the beard uh -huh. coming in and, and he's the guy who like wants to introduce everybody to everybody mm -hmm. this is jack jack's the best this right. is carrie you've never met her you know anyway so they like come up to me they're like we're gonna stand here because we're gonna order drinks i'm like oh, okay that's how that works that's yeah, fine. yeah so um so the lumberjacky guy who turned out to be named tyler he's standing there reading the menu and then he said i just have to ask how can you read that isn't it doesn't that hurt your eyes and I was like, no, you know, actually, I have kind of bad eyesight, but you can see it. And then I like held up the book so they mm -hmm. could see it. Red light, but still enough to yeah. read by. Not photons. Both, right. Still good conversation starter. Right. Well done, Tyler. And then Tyler was like, is it Bukowski? Because then you'd just be perfect. <laughs> and I like flipped over the book and it's like Martin Luther King Jr. And he was like, Oh, and then <laughs> the other guy. Is that a turn off? I, no, I think he was just like, oh, my God, like you've one upped me. Because uh, then the other okay. guy was like, she whooped you, man. <laughs> I, was like, well, I don't know, but OK. Um, 
So then Tyler was like, I'm going to buy you a drink. I'm going to be around. And I, what's your name, <laughs> Carrie? Oh, Carrie, I'm going to buy you a drink. I'll be around here and I'm going to come over and I'm going to buy you a drink. And whoa, my drink's already here. Wow. And then he like <laughs> took his drink. He'd in. already had one or he's just a really effusive guy. Oh, no. He like he had ordered and not noticed that she had brought it oh, to okay. the thing. Yeah. Well, he was so, so engaged. Yeah. Mm. I wish I yes, could... we are engaged now. I'm glad you brought it up. <laughs> I wish uh, we could just replay that moment over and over, but you revealing different books that you were reading. <laughs> like, see what he does if you have Bukowski. The Quran. What happens? <laughs> Norman Mailer or maybe H.P. Lovecraft. It's just, yeah, see what kind of reactions you get totally. each time. All you right. know, actually, you say H.P. Lovecraft, and that reminds me that something sort of similar happened once with H.P. Lovecraft. Oh. I was holding my iPhone, which at the time had a Don Adams case, Don Adams of Get Smart. Oh, okay. And a guy on the street, because Ella was stopping to poop and his dog was there or something, and he said, oh my God, is that H.P. Lovecraft on your phone? Oh, and I was weird. like, oh no, it's Maxwell it's Smart from, yeah, from Get Smart. And he's like, okay, because I was thinking it has to be one or the other. And either way, she's super cool. <laughs> I was like, he thought it's um, got to be H.P. Lovecraft or hmm. Maxwell <laughs> One or the other. But, oh, thank you. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so did anyone show you any attention at this bar? No, I really had nothing. I was just sitting there reading, and and guys kept coming up to sit next to me. No, or, and, and there you're was like, get out of here, right? And there was one woman <laughs> that came to sit next to me, but then uh, she was just waiting for a guy who joined like a minute later. Oh, okay. So, yep, nothing for me. Oh man, ten x <laughs> zero times ten <laughs> equals zero. True. And to be fair, like it's hard to know whether to judge them by the same standard when, like, the societal standard is men approaching women. Right. Right. And I mean, at this point, we really are like, why have we done this to ourselves? (laughs) Ready for this to be. And like, we have joined UFO groups. We have gone to laughter yoga for two. Which is probably the most awkward thing we've ever done. Oh yeah. No, you're right. But, like, this felt like torture. Like, I was like, no more. And I was thinking, but, after the first time, I was thinking, like, oh, why do people go to bars? I, like, know. I I never had that experience in my life because I got married at 18. Oh, and, right. And I was telling my coworker, uh, Chris, I was saying, it's kind of depressing. You know, people were just, like, reading their phones and staring off into space. I'm like, is that what it's supposed to be like? He's like, no, that's, that's about right. <laughs> We were all kind of hoping for, you know, like our pheromones to be wafting out into the bar. Right. And you see this woman kind of walk by me and then she stops and all of a sudden. You know, right, right. What is that? Turns oh, around, hello. faces me. And what what if there's a guy, you know, right next to me? And she's like, hmm. Oh, uh, touche. Mm. And that goes for that guy. Yeah, touche. So, but, no, but nothing like that happened. Tyler never came back and bought me a drink. He, he forgot, didn't, forgot about me entirely. He didn't give a damn what I was reading. <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> what are you reading, other man? <laughs> On the other side of the bar. <laughs> right. That did not But happen. one of his friends did smash his glass, and they had to clean it up, and then they left. I think oh, they did pay r- their tab and everything. Right, but right. But they left a mess back there. There there were two attractive ladies, and one of them uh, came back near your area, and they reported to the bartender. Oh, did they? I didn't that, uh, notice that. That he had broken the glass. Oh, but. Yeah. So, yes. so then I came over, and I thought, oh, we should have a photo of the two of us here in the bar. And I actually thought, I was like, oh, my God, don't approach me again because 
she like no it's gonna be weird this time but that's what i'm like who cares we're not coming back here so we take a picture of ourselves yeah we're talking to each other and then um as you're closing out your tab i I go up to close my tab out she sees us talking and she very pointedly looked at me and then looked at you and then looked at me like (laughs) explain yourself like what yeah like what's going on here yeah tell me and and so i say this only having heard this from you because i was totally oblivious to this human interaction (laughs) right i think you're on you're looking at your phone yeah i think so so I just smiled at her like she wasn't doing that, I guess. <laughs> and uh, so she like rang it up. I gave her a tip, <laughs> gave it back to her. And by this point, she just looked pissed. So then I thought, oh, maybe she thinks we're like from the city and like she didn't card us and, you know, like. Which felt very elaborate to me, but yeah, I don't better know. than any like, theory I have. Yeah, I just couldn't think of what else would make you mad. I don't know. Or thought we were playing some weird joke on her. I don't know. Yeah, or like like some some couple trying to make a threesome or something. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. We left her bewildered and confused. Yeah. So I went to the bathroom and texted you like, I think we should go out separately. (laughs) Really upset this bartender. (laughs) So we did. Mm -hmm. So then we went back on our endless quest to find Jonathan Taylor Thomas. And he wasn't there. He wasn't there. Jerk. I go in before you. Mm -hmm. Places packed. Yeah. And I had to sit on a stool that was like in a pile of stools by the door clearly just like for the wait staff to grab but i'm like oh there's a seat you came in we nodded at each other as if we were two strangers just acknowledging each other's presence i wandered off to the other side of the bar Mm -hmm. and uh yeah and then i was talking to some guys there we made some jokes about a uh like a guy riding a snowmobile for some sort of olympic contest and his last name was frisbee yeah, I so don't I was know hitting how it off with those guys. So deep into a joke, because I, <laughs> I mean, it was loud in there. You were only talking to them for a minute, and then you texted me like, "We're joking about frisbees and snow," and I was like, "What?" It was like the most human interaction I'd had. Oh, <laughs> sure. At, yeah, at this point, you're clinging to straws. You're like, yeah, yeah. anybody talk Any to me, I'll count it. Okay, wait. This was my best moment. I. As I was walking in, I went straight to the bathroom to use it. And as I was walking past one of the booths, a waitress stepped back and bumped into me. Oh, God. And she said, oh, excuse me. And I was like, oh, that's okay. And um, and then I went on to the bathroom. And as I was coming back, she was like waiting there. And she said, I'm really sorry about bumping into you. I was like, oh, that's okay. Went over to the bar to order. And then she came up behind me and kind of rubbed up behind my back. She grabbed both my shoulders and was kind of brushing up against me from behind. And she said, excuse me, cutie. And then she grabbed something, went back. Then she came back later and grabbed me by the shoulders and did the rub thing again. Oh, my goodness. Okay. That's that's a hit. My pheromones taking effect finally. That's absolutely a hit. So while I was sitting at the end of the bar, well, so I had moved to the actual bar. A chair opened up. So Mm -hmm. I'm very excited. Oh, yeah. And that was kind of like right at the locus of action. Right. You had a good spot. Yes, for sure. So I ordered some zucchini sticks. Just sitting there, staring off into space. Which I ended up eating most of later. Those were good, thank you. Good, no problem. So a guy came and and sat next to me, wasn't talking to me, but his friend came up and he was like, hey, Steve, or whatever. (laughs) Um, We're sitting in the back. Come join us. Oh, and bring your lady. And so this guy's like, oh, no, I don't know her. I don't know her. And uh, And you said, you can bring me. No, no. Uh, and so I just smiled, and then the other guy was like, you're not going to bring her? You're so beautiful. Oh. Yeah, so nice. that that guy. 
was my hit number two. Yeah. Yeah. Nicely done. Okay, pheromones are working for you. Right. Even though the study did not show it increased the approaches of men. Right. But you in know. our very limited study, it sure <laughs> it did. It did. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and at this point, I'm like, oh, thank God we have numbers to report. Something to talk about. Yeah. Oh my God, I want to go home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were waiting for the clock to hit the one hour mark. And yeah, like, we're done. At like 9.59, we're like making eye contact with each other, we're like nodding. Ready to yeah, go? yeah, Ready yeah. To go? <laughs> Get out of there. I wolfed down all her fried zucchini. Oh, and we right. Left. Yeah. We went home? Yeah. Now, I know you want to hear all about our favorite moments and you want to hear about our ratings, but today's a special day. Because, Why is it so special, Ross? Well, we get to tell you today that Oh No, Ross and Carrie is supported in part by Audible.com. <gasps> That's the internet's leading provider of spoken audio information <gasps> and entertainment. Whoa. So Audible is offering Oh No, Ross and Carrie listeners, that's you, by definition, mm. if you can hear this, a free audiobook and a free 30-day trial membership. We already know you like listening to audio entertainment, and there are many, many books out there read expertly. So you can go to audiblepodcast.com slash, that's a forward slash, Carrie, mm -hmm. oh no, O-H-N-O. Excellent. Get a free audiobook of your choice now at audiblepodcast.com slash, oh no. Do you listen to audiobooks? Uh, nope. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, yeah, rarely. You know, whenever I go on like a long car trip, I'm like, why don't I listen to audiobooks? Yeah, yeah. Jeez. There's certain authors that I prefer to hear their stuff on audiobook. Uh, the one that comes to mind is David Sedaris. Oh, yeah. You know what? You're right. I've, I have all of his books on audiobook. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> They're in my glove compartment. Because if I re I've read his books and then I just, uh, I try to sound it out in my head sounding like David Sedaris. So why not just cut out the uh, middleman? Sure, sure. Would that be a middleman in that case? the middle imagination and mm -hmm. listen to David Sedaris. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, you're right. Everyone should go and download Me Talk Pretty one day. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. I am itching, itching, I tell you. To from hear... Fleas? No, no. From the anticipation of hearing about another Max Fun show. Oh, yeah. Like this new one. Hello, buddies. I'm Travis McElroy. And I'm Andy Bolt. And we're the host of Bunker Buddies. We're a podcast where we're amateur survivalists and we talk about things like the apocalypse. And we talk about zombies and preparedness. What are you going to wear when it's the apocalypse? And you have no idea if you don't listen to our show. It comes out every Wednesdays on MaximumFun.org and on iTunes. Sometimes we try weird foods or we talk about where to camp or how to avoid getting eaten or any of these things. Yeah, so listen to us because it might just save your life. We'll see you in the bunker. Bye. Yeah, like that one. That was, yeah, that's that a good new show great. from MaximumFun.org. So, Ross. Yes. Now that you have pheromoned yourself. Mm -hmm. Which, by the way, comes from the Greek pherine, which means to convey or to bear. And the English, you guessed it, hormone. hormone. To bear hormones, I guess, you know, by air. Now that you have pheromoned yourself, mm -hmm. held a pheromony. Anyway, um... <laughs> What would you give pheromones on a danger rating where 10 is something very dangerous, mm -hmm. like jumping headfirst off of a building into a large swimming pool just full of terracotta pots? Mm, okay. You will die. That's the yeah, long yeah, is you will die. Okay, 10. Death. Uh, and, then <laughs> and then one is something not at all dangerous, like uh, eating soup. Uh, I'm going to say one. I'm going to say not dangerous at all. And uh, not even as tasty as soup. So might even get uh, degraded there. 
But yeah, these these aren't gonna hurt you. Yeah. Clearly. No, uh, I agree. If one. if they don't work, then yeah, no harm done. Totally. One zero to one. Well, then, what would you give pheromones on a pseudoscience scale, mm-hmm. where ten is something a uh, very pseudoscientific, uh, not at not at all believable. Okay. Like you see a goat, um, but its hair okay. is neatly curled. Oh. It had you know. Yeah, but I've it's seen goats like that. Naturally, though, like mm-hmm. you just find it on the mountainside, and it has a perm, a goat's uh-huh. perm. Whereas, oh my god, I see. Now yeah, go on. Uh, you fell for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whereas a one is something very scientific, very proven. It's very well supported by evidence. Like, oh, like uh, the theory of natural selection. Oh, like e- evolution. Evolution by oh. natural selection. Oh, come on. Okay, that's a one. Yeah, that's a one. Now, I want to tell you, I worked at an animal sanctuary, and some of the goats have, like, little curly hairs that curl all the way over and touch their skin again. So, I've seen a goat goat sperm. A goat sperm? Yeah, I've seen it. I don't know about that. No, I'm telling you, I've seen it, but... You might even say that the one is undeniable, like Bill Nye's new book, Undeniable, about the theory of evolution by natural selection. Great. That I just purchased, and he signed for me. With a Y in it, undeniable. His name's Bill Nye. <gasps> that would have been Is smart. Is that not in there? No. Oh, oh, my goodness. Missed opportunity. That's like when uh, Disney released the first Thor movie, uh-huh. and they didn't release it on a Thursday. On a Thursday? I was so mad. Yeah, that's terrible. Give oh. me a freaking break. They did release the second one on a Thursday. Oh, good. Somebody I figured it out. Somebody said something. Okay. Um, okay. I think, I, I feel like it, it qualifies right because mm-hmm. we've got like a little bit of like borrowing from science, but, but maybe like just giving it a little more credit than mm-hmm. it deserves mm-hmm. over blowing a couple small studies, but they have studies. It's not like this okay. is pulled out of thin air, right? So I'm going to give it a five right there in the middle. Okay. I'm going to go slightly higher on the pseudoscience. I'll say seven. Seven? Yeah. That's a lot higher, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I feel like, yeah, it's a few studies, and it's it's pulled from this known thing amongst other animals, so it sounds legit. And mm-hmm. just from all the media coverage I've heard over the years, it just feels like something way kind of blown out of proportion. And we don't know, like, what's actually in there. And it's swimming in alcohol, so, you know, what, is, mm-hmm. it, is it being broken down by the alcohol? Mm-hmm. What are these, you know, chains of, of carbon and hydrogen and oxygen and nitrogen molecules or whatever? Like, Well, I think she's a biochemist. We can... Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm not willing to suspend that disbelief so much. Yeah, I mean, to be honest... And the actual I, effect, oh, 10x, you know, it makes you think it's going to be 10 times more effective. But to be clear, it didn't say anywhere on there that you get 10 times the attention. You're just getting that from the title. It did not, yeah. Right. They just implied that with <laughs> the title. So uh, I no, I, honestly, I didn't think that when I saw 10x. Oh, okay. I really didn't. I I'm, mean, when you said it, it totally made sense. I'm, but I'm getting red flags from this. Yeah, well, here's the thing. If I relied on my intuition, I'd say that this is silliness. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to rely on my intuition okay. because it can stir you wrong. Mm-hmm. And so I'm okay. going to give it, you know, more credit than that. But okay. but yes, I mean, if I had to guess, like, where will this be in 30 years if it's studied more? My guess would be it probably won't bear out too well. Yeah. And, and also the knows? problem of us lacking, like, the physical structures wiring to sense pheromones like the animal kingdom clearly has. Assuming that it is exactly like sure. those. But maybe it's sure. not. Sure. Okay. Anyway. All right. 
I'm I'm open to it being true, but mm-hmm. yeah, I'm just feeling it. It's not. Ross. Yes. What would you give pheromones on a pocket drainer value where a 10 is something really, really, really pocket draining? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, paying uh, like a hundred bucks for like a tiny, tiny amount of rubbing alcohol. <laughs> and then one <laughs> is something not at all pocket draining. Like going to Disneyland for seven days with your family, staying in the finest suite at the Disneyland Hotel, um, getting room service every night, and the whole package is $1. I'm going to say that's a great deal, by the way. Yeah. This can be yours if you go to (laughs) audible.com. Yeah, right. Not true. Uh, I'm going to say 9.5. Okay. I'll leave. So not <laughs> Even though you to... described it perfectly. I I want to say 10. I'll I'll leave a little bit of wiggle room cuz mm. it could have cost $300. I don't know. Sure. But uh yeah, I feel that you are getting this little bottle of rubbing alcohol that uh is very likely not going to do anything except for maybe give you added confidence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um and It's and, like Dumbo's magic feather. Right, exactly. Oh, you could fly all along with those big floppy ears. <laughs> Just go out and have a good personality. It's, you know, shower and smell nice, but <laughs> you don't need this stuff to get partners. Yeah, I don't know. Just the whole thing does not seem worth $100 for that tiny little bottle. How about you, Carrie? I'd give it a one. I think it's the most magical product of all time, and everyone should get it if they want to love someone. Well, that's it for our show. <laughs> I'm lying. Just on cost, it's really expensive. I mean, mm-hmm. just in a $100. vacuum, $100 for a tiny, tiny amount of fluid is very, very expensive. I mean, that's more expensive than any drugs on the market. Like, you, you even know- if you need, like, expensive <laughs> diabetic medication, it's not $100 for less than an ounce. Right. That's funny. It reminds me of this chart I saw once that showed, like, the price of various fluids. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, human semen was in there for sperm banks. Oh, and, right. And then you had, like, gasoline. And then you had human blood. blood sure. And, you know, it was rising up. I think blood was higher than gasoline. And it ended up with printer ink. <laughs> <laughs> which was, was ridiculous and it was this like exponential logarithmic function <laughs> where it was just ridiculously expensive that's great point for a hundred dollars i can get a blue a cyan a magenta a yellow and a black cartridge oh there you for go. my printer there you go that's a lot more and fluid. just rub them all over yourself <laughs> yeah so what did you give them uh 10 okay yeah. all right hell i'll jump in with you 10 okay. <laughs> this is a 10 we're maxing out the uh pocket drainer scale well, what would you give this then, Carrie, on a creepiness rating? Where one is something not creepy at all. Okay. Like you see a beautiful man, your uh, your gentleman caller across the room, and okay. both of you sing, Oh, sweet mystery of life, at last I found okay. thee. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, is it thee? Sorry. Uh, no, actually, I think it's you. But okay. I felt like saying thee. Mm-hmm. And so you both have this moment. Uh, that's a one. But 10 is something incredibly creepy. Like, you know, you're having the same moment with my dad. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. That would do it. No, no, actually. uh, Yeah, I like that. So your dad smells pheromones that you've worn. Oh, why did I say this? And he starts following you down the street. And now he's singing. Oh, sweet mystery of life. Now that I think about it, is something my dad would do when I was a kid. Mm. Well, no, not in a romantic way. But But this is adult you. Probably just start singing it. Yeah. There's romantic overtones. Oh, that's that's a ten. Horrible. Okay. Well, now that we've got that in there, it's not even on the chart. Um, (laughs) No. Yeah. I don't. Well. Oh no. It is creepy. Actually, now that I think about it, 
power on the receiving end of this, exactly. it starts to be like pickup artistry where it's mm-hmm. like, ew, why are you trying to manipulate my subconscious brain? That's real weird. Right. Like, because, okay, there are some things you do to attract a person, but they're on the level, right? Like, oh, he cleaned up for me. That's nice. But he's not yeah. pretending he didn't. He's showing an effort. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Maybe he's misrepresenting himself. Normally, he doesn't clean up. Uh, yeah, I guess. But, sure. but like, at least... I see that you you look nice. Clear you know? cause and effect. You understand right. what's going on. Yeah. Whereas this is like, I'm going to fool your reptile brain into like <laughs> right. super weird. No, I've convinced. Uh, at first I was like, it's not creepy. And now I'm like, this is super creepy. Okay. I think it's like eight. Oh, wow. Eight. Okay. I, I would say, well, I'll say like five. But okay. yeah, it's all related to that intent there. Yeah. Really, you know, it, it's kind of like. Oh, witch, make me a potion right? that I can use to win her love. Yeah, I can't imagine, like, a partner telling me later that, like, I used pheromones when we were first Right, dating. yeah, when like, would that, that reveal would be, come? Yeah. And, and theoretically, really you should be creating these on your own anyway if this is a real thing. True. You should be naturally produced. But, so use your own pheromones. Well, but for women, we apparently... Uh, only produce them when we're ovulating, so that's Whoa, only a small that... part of the month. Oh, good point. Yeah. Okay. So. so, Ross. Yeah. What was your favorite moment? I hate to say it, but, you know, when the hour would be up and we could get out of whatever bar we were in. Yeah, fair. You know, I think after the, the first time in the good luck bar, uh-huh. I was just really eager to, like, go talk to someone I knew. Oh, I forgot to mention... Uh, this whole time, I wasn't telling my wife like what we were testing, uh-huh. so I wanted to see her reactions. And so you were manipulating your wife's reptile brain. Sure. Well, I wanted to see if I could. You're at an eight of creepiness. So I try one day wearing no pheromones, uh-huh. but the aftershave. Uh-huh. I scored. Okay. And then uh, the <laughs> first time after we came back from the bar, and I still had no pheromones. I also got lucky. Oh. But the next two times when I tried with the pheromones, no. Oh, boy. So where it really counts, I was doing better without. Well, I guess for you, if Mm -hmm. you're feeling the opposite of wanting attention, like maybe you're in a bad mood or you're depressed, you should pour the pheromones all over yourself. Why? So that she'll leave you alone. Oh, (laughs) I got you. I've never wanted that in my life. Yeah, well. So your favorite moment? My favorite moment. Ooh. Oh, you know what? It was meeting my friend Grace, the psychic, outside. And giving her Um, your your cheesy fries. Sharing my fries with her and talking to the bouncer about JTT. And just sort of, there's something about like being outside where it's like, we were inside, guys, and it was hell in there. And now we're outside and we're (laughs) together. We're in this together with our fries for the outside people. I think it's kind of like when people go on smoking breaks. You know, that's supposed to be like a top bonding thing in offices. Yeah. 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 Um, But I'm always like, oh, I I don't want to smell or smoke. So you don't get to go. Anyway, this felt like that. Like, okay. oh, yeah, we've got our little secret thing we do together. We stand outside. <laughs> nice. I guess that's it for our show, Ross. Our theme music is by Brian Keith Dalton. And our show was produced and co-edited by Ian Kramer. You can find out more about our show at MaximumFun.org. You can support this and every investigation by going to MaximumFun.org forward slash donate and choosing on rack as your favorite show and find pictures of this adventure and others at facebook.com forward slash on rack 
O-N-R-A-C. Ono, Ross, and Carrie is supported in part by Audible.com, the internet's leading provider of spoken audio information and entertainment. Audible is offering Ono, Ross, and Carrie listeners a free audiobook and a free 30-day trial membership. Go to audiblepodcast.com slash Ono, O-H-N-O. Get a free audiobook of your choice now at audiblepodcast.com slash Ono. And remember, let's see. I don't know what was that. The first one I had had rum in it, like right. two two different types of rum. Is that hard alcohol? Yeah. All right. Oh shit! I almost knocked the thing almost off the table. Knock it over. Well, Ross, to you and yours. Cheers. Cheers. Hi, I'm Brian Fernandez, a.k.a. Sunny D, producer of Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Lindsay Pavlis, producer of Wham Bam Pow. We're the stars of Maximum Fun's first web video series, Brian and Lindsay Will Totally Eat That. Someone throws us a snack, we eat it, and then we rate it on a scale from yummy to crummy. We have recorded a pilot, and we're raising funding for the series on Kickstarter until February 20th. And if we receive enough backers, we will receive a huge challenge grant from our friends at Hover.com. Go to MaximumFun.org slash Totesy for more info or find us on Kickstarter. Question for you. Shoot it at me. You gonna eat that? Totally. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.